Greetings, Giant fans. It's the end of July, and the New York football Giants are in their summer training camp practice sessions, and in just nine days, they have their first preseason game against the Jets. On this episode, Rich and I will discuss our observations from the first few days of training camp and our take on the progress of this team with several new starters and their future franchise quarterback, Daniel Jones. I'm Ed Buetti, and this is the Big Blue Huddle Podcast. Hi, Rich. Say hi to our podcast followers. Hello, everyone. It's great to be here. It's great to have real football to talk about. Okay. So Rich and I are going to get started, and we're going to go to the quarterback position. For those that are casual fans and you really only want to hear about Daniel Jones and Eli Manning and what's going on there from our observations and not listen to the whole podcast. So we'll start out with the four quarterbacks. Let's go to the first one, Kyle Loletta. Rich, what's your observations on Kyle? Right now, he's the what I would consider the fourth string quarterback behind Alex Tanney. Well, I think that the fact that he's sharing a number with a punter is not a good sign. You don't often see a quarterback share a number. He's not getting a lot of snaps. And honest, to, to be frank, he doesn't seem to be making the most of the snaps he has been getting. What kind of things we're seeing is that um, not just Aaron throws, but maybe some bad decisions. And uh, he's had to be, you know, pulled aside by the coach and spoken to on a couple occasions for that. So it's kind of disappointing. He's somebody that I thought would be a backup quarterback because you have a decision to make. You know, you're going to keep Eli Manning, right? They're going to keep Daniel Jones. And could you go with two quarterbacks and have a quarterback on the practice squad that you could groom? when someday Daniel Jones takes over to be his backup, and it doesn't look like Kyle Lollett is that man. So we might have to carry three quarterbacks with an Alex Tanney, who Alex Tanney throws a nice ball, and he, he seems to be a pretty polished veteran. What's your take on him? Alex Tanney, uh, you know, they often, when evaluating quarterbacks, they talk about arm talent, and I, I think Alex Tanney has that in space. I'm, sure I'm losing you, Rich. Get close to the phone. I said... I said it's not. I'm not sure about the rest of the, the um, his um, makeup as a quarterback, but he's got a lot of arm talent. He throws a beautiful ball. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, so uh, it's a matter of whether they're going to keep a third quarterback or not. Because if you keep a third quarterback, what happens then is you lose another position on the roster. So that brings us down to Daniel Jones and Eli Manning. Eli Manning, no doubt, is going to be the starter. But as each day of camp progresses, I'm seeing uh, these two quarterbacks coming closer together as far as talent, as far as where they are. Um, my observations on Daniel Jones is he throws a great ball. He has a really good spin, a really good spiral on the ball. It has, it comes off of his hands and it kind of has a downward trajectory where it, it seems to be a ball that floats right into the hands of the receiver, but he has a strong arm. I think he could make some better decisions quicker. I think sometimes he doesn't see the hot read, uh, but, but I think that's going to come in time. What's your take on Daniel Jones? Well, Ed, I have to say, um, you know, he was struggling a little the last day we saw him in practice. But I was hoping he'd regroup on the time off. Uh, I was watching the NFL Network actually was broadcasting the practice that was uh, the fans had to leave due to the uh, thunderstorms in the area. 
and he missed a lot of balls. He had his first interception at camp, and he should have had a second or third interception. He really was struggling today. I'm not sure if it's just a natural slump that young quarterbacks often go through, or maybe perhaps it's you know the injuries to the to the wide receivers is is sort of step you know is really sapping the depth at that position. While thanks to all the draft picks, the Giants cornerbacks are you know impressively deep this year. So perhaps it's a better quality. You know he's just struggling to find an open guy, or whether it's a slump, I can't say, but. You know, he throws a pretty ball, but, you know, like I said, today he did not look good. And on Thursday, last time we were at camp was Sunday, he struggled a little bit. He had a couple of good throws, but he had a couple of bad ones as well. You're coming off a little shaky with the recording there. Maybe um, just careful how you have that phone. You know, with, with your point about having other receivers, you know, it could be just a case of not being familiar with the receivers. Maybe they are introducing some new plays into the program of what they're doing here, and that could be it too. Or maybe he's just having a bad day. Um, but Eli Manning seems to be on his game. I only saw him overthrow one pass. He, he's Eli Manning, and I think um, we're going to have to see what happens. This receiver, uh, this receiver group here, you got a lot of injuries that have decimated the group. Um, but I want to... Hold off on that and, and go back to the offensive line. Um, overall, I'm seeing the offensive line, the starting offensive line, is being very cohesive, and they seem to be giving a lot of protection to Eli, um, which I know you'd agree with. You have Nate Solder at left tackle and Mike Remmers at right tackle. Um, and let's let's start out with the tackles. So we're, we're pretty solid right now. It doesn't look to me like Chad Wheeler is going to be competing for the starting position at right tackle. you agree with that? I would. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, you know, if, if any first team reps that Chad Wheeler has gotten is only because they have been doing a little bit of, of snap count management with uh, Solder and, and Remmers, you know, both coming back from injuries. But in terms of really getting in there just because he's earned those positions, no, uh, Chad Wheeler, it, it looks like it's backup at best. So who do you see as another player out of these offensive tackles? You have Big George, you have Brian Mahalik, and um, and that, that's it, really. I mean, those those are your offensive tackles. You have Paul Adams. Who do you see as the third guy there? Well, I, I think it's going to be a battle throughout camp. I think Wheeler's, you know, uh, you know unfortunately, Big George has been out the last couple, you know, Sunday and today with the, in the concussion protocol. And, you know, so right now Wheeler hasn't really faced competition. But when Big George gets back, I think he might give Wheeler a run for his money. And, you know, I, I've seen a little bit of Paul Adams, and I, I like what I see. He's, at least looks good on the hoof. But, uh, you know, he, I saw one or two snaps. He didn't do bad. You see any of those guys being able to move into guard? Like a Chad Wheeler or a Paul Adams or or, or Mahalik. I don't know about Wheeler; he's not the strongest. But the other two, you know, especially well, Paul Adams is pretty tall for a guard. But I, I think Big George could be a guard without much difficulty. Because on uh, so the guards you have two two settled starting guards: Will Will Hernandez at left guard. This is his second year after being drafted last year, and then Kevin Zeitler at right guard. Somebody that was picked up in the off season, they're solid. 
And then you have backups. You have Nick Gates, Chad Slade, um, Austin Drugsma. Who do you see as somebody that could make the team? Nick Gates? Yeah, I think Gates, I mean, he's a second year here, and, and you know, I wouldn't sleep on him. I mean, it's it's kind of hard from where we're watching to catch the guard play. I'm looking forward to the first preseason game when we get a little better camera angle. Right. You know, you know the way we've been, you know, practice, I guess, has been kind of mixed in that, yeah, the, pra- the plays, a lot of them take place right where we sit, but unfortunately, being right, you know, right along the line of scrimmage, it's very difficult to really get a view of what's going on in the interior players. Now, if you take a look at the centers, you have Evan Brown, John Halapio, James O'Hagan, and Spencer Pulley. Now, no doubt that that John Halapio is the starting center. Um, Spencer Pulley, as a backup, could be moved to guard. Um, Do you like any of those other centers as maybe sticking as a guard? Um, Or, or, you know, I I think when when you get down to it, how many offensive linemen will the Giants keep? Probably eight. Sometimes they keep nine, right? Yeah, that's pretty much you know, and and they and you do like to have position versatility because you know they generally only a lot of times only suit suit up seven or you know on a on a game day. So so you want to have you know guys who can play multiple positions. Right, right. So the swing tackle is probably the most important position. We need a specialty person there. It's better to have a swing tackle, somebody who could play left tackle and right tackle. That looks like they're grooming. Chad Wheeler for that, rather than having a, a left tackle backup and a right tackle backup, it makes it difficult then. So uh, it looks to me, though, that there's no competition for the starting five. Would you agree with that? Yeah, they, they pretty much are set. You know, they, and it doesn't, you know, like I said, any, any other snaps guys have been getting is strictly uh, just to give the other guy a rest. Uh, you know, it, the, the starting five are pretty solid. Okay. So. Where, do you, where would you like to go from here? You want to go to the receiving core? Yeah, I guess we got to get to them sooner or later, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, all right. So, you know, this is a, a, a unit that had a lot of strength coming in here. Um, Sterling Shepard, as, as a, you know, someone who got a contract and was a number one starter, and then Golden Tate, who came in as a slot receiver, someone who... Um, led the league last year in yards after catch, right? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's correct. And then Darius Slayton, uh, who's who's injured. So now we have Sterling Shepard, injury. He's got a broken finger. He may play the first game. He may not. We don't know yet. Golden Tate is suspended. It, it looks like he'll be suspended for at least two to four games. Darius Slayton, who's a rookie, who is injured. And he was the deep threat. He's the speed guy that was supposed to extend the field for the Giants. Um, and he, he hasn't been able to play because what kind of an injury does he have, Rich? Is that a hamstring? Yes, he has a full hamstring. Okay. All right, so right off the bat, we have three guys there, uh, the, you know, three starters that, that are, are not on. You Plus, know, we lost... Um We, we lost uh, Corey Coleman. Corey, Corey Coleman's Corey on Coleman injury reserve. Yeah, ACL yep. injury. And then on the pup, physically unable to perform. Alex Wesley, he was a wide receiver, probably wouldn't have made the team. So right now, with what we have left, we have Co- Cody Latimer, who's been you know getting a lot of snaps in camp. We have Alonzo Russell. We have Russell Shepard. 
We have Reggie White Jr. Um, and then who else? We have we have one other player. Benny Fowler. Benny Fowler. Benny's He's been, been like taking up a lot down. of first team snaps. Yes, he has. He had a little rough start the first practice. But then he's done pretty well for himself after. And then somebody that you and I liked last year, Amba Eda Tua, wide receiver out of Syracuse. He's got one year experience. He was he was with the Giants last year in training camp, and he's six foot one. He looks like he put on some some muscle there. He's now two oh eight. I thought he was a little lighter last year. Yeah, I, I agree. He looks you know, he's looking like he, he's catching up pretty quickly. And, you know, he, he does have a, you know, he's a little taller, which you like, and, and he does have, he, he's, he's fast. So he's somebody that might be able to stick, right, at least for a couple of games. Um, yeah. So when you, when you have an injury where you may have to carry a player and you have a suspension, that also has an effect on the final 53, right? So when you're talking about keeping two quarterbacks versus three or, or maybe, you know, an extra player on defense, or special teams that has an effect on it. Some of these players that that were drafted or, or that are on this camp may wind up going on the practice squad, which now takes us to the tight end position. Which to me, I think it has a lot of talent. What do you have to say about the tight end position, Rich? Well, I think uh, you know it's it's funny we hadn't seen a lot of Evan Ingram today. As I was watching it on the NFL Network, he caught a touchdown pass. You know, he looked a lot more active uh, than he has and. You know, they've been kind of managing his snaps, which is kind of a little unusual, you know, uh, for a young guy. But on the other hand, he did miss a lot of um, the preseason game, or sorry, the spring camp. So, but he has looked good, and, and he he's, he's still fast, and, and I've seen some pretty good blocks from him as well. Well, we're seeing Evan Ingram limited in snaps. We saw um, Nate Solder limited, and we also see Saquon Barkley limited. Are you, do you think that they're limiting Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram uh, so, so that they're, they're trying to protect them because of what happened with the injuries on the wide receiver squad? I think it's different. I think Evan Ingram's snaps are being managed because they're trying to keep him healthy, where I, I think with uh, Saquon Barkley, I, I think they're just managing his snaps because they know they want to work him hard during the season, and they figure that, you know, why put, why wear the tires out now in the, in the training camp he's you know he's still very good at what he does i just saw you know a 70 yard touchdown run on on the nfl network from him and uh, you know why you know he's not gaining a lot from practice they got a lot to see in the younger guy or the guys behind him and you know i think it's just a a question of they're trying to save some of his wear and tear in camp so that he can handle a heavy load this season well I've noticed a lot of 12 personnel, meaning one running back and two tight ends. And have you noticed that too, where, you, where we're seeing two tight end sets in a lot of these formations, maybe one staying into block, or sometimes they're both going out uh, in, in, in routes? Yeah, no, I, I, I have been seeing it as well. And you kind of, we kind of anticipate it, I mean, especially as they started losing wide receivers. And, you know, it makes sense. They, they have a very talented tight end that they – we take advantage of that talent and put two of them out there at a time. This could be the best talented tight end group in, in many, many years that, that I've seen. Evan Ingram being the number one, and then you have Red Ellison, who's an excellent blocker and also a good pass catcher. You have uh, Garrett Dickerson. We have Scott Simonson. 
And then C.J. CJ Conrad, who's a rookie out of Kentucky. Who do you like out of this group? You also have C. Wright, too. So who do you like out of this group as the third, maybe fourth tight end if they keep four? They're going to have to keep four, I think. There is so much talent there. I mean, you know, you, you would think that the top four are Evan Ingram, Red Ellison, and then it's sort of a, a tough call between Scott Simonson and C.J. Conrad. But, you know, I've been seeing a lot of Garrett Dickerson out there. I mean, right. more than you would expect. And, and, you know, he's done well as well. You know, he's been playing well, too. So it, they got five guys that are going to be fighting for probably four roster spots. And you know what? Some of these guys, at least one or two of them may wind up on another team. Very good chance, I would agree. Yep, yep. Okay, so I guess we'll go to the running back position now and uh, start out with Saquon Barkley. Haven't seen much of Saquon, um, but we have seen that uh, the crowd absolutely loves him. You look around at the jerseys that are out there, and 99% are Saquon Barkley jerseys. What's your take on the running back group? We have two backup running backs Gallman and Perkins, um, and they seem to be like like two A and two B. What's your take on those guys? Well, I agree that they, you know we got two solid guys in Wayne Gallman and Paul Perkins, and they both look good. But I also wouldn't sleep on number forty five, Rod Smith, the former uh, backup to uh, Zeke Elliott from the Dallas Cowboys. He's, mm-hmm. he's big enough uh, to be a fullback, and he's t- he's had some good runs that we've seen. He's not getting as many snaps, though, as the other two, and maybe he's just getting familiar with the offense at this point. But we also have Elijah Penny, who I happen to like as a fullback, but they have him listed as a running back. Uh, He's somebody who played the fullback position. They have him sometimes in a 21 personnel, two running backs, one tight end, or in a 22 personnel where there's two running backs there. One is the fullback. I've seen Elijah Penny in the fullback position go out, chip somebody, and then go out for a pass. I think he's a very talented player. This is his third year out of Idaho. Um, What's your take on Penny? Do you think he could make this squad as a fullback? How many running backs do you think they're going to keep? That's a, that's a tough one. I can't see him keeping more than four. And, and as I said, I mean, Rod Smith kind of gives Penny a little bit of a, a run because he could also play fullback and he could be the short yardage back taking some of the carries away from Barkley, some of the wear and tear type carries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I see four and it, it's going to be tough. Elijah, I mean, you know, they don't run a lot of fullback plays. It doesn't seem like Barkley's a big fan of, you know, having, is not, he prefers not having a fullback, and you know, at least that's what appears. So there's not a lot of not a plays for him, and I'm not sure how secure. You know, how, what is, I don't know if he has a good chance of making his roster, even though he made it last year. Because I'm not sure they'll carry a, a pure fullback. That you make good point there. You think Elijah Penny and Rod Smith are in competition with each other for that fourth position, and then you know what? You got to kind of like balance between the tight end position. And this this running back position where you have these these blockers that could also become somebody to go out for a pass. So I think that there's a balance between what you're going to carry as far as how many tight ends and how many running backs. Would you agree? Yeah, I think they're related. Uh, yeah, like just as you said. Okay. So overall offense, what do you see? Give me your take on the offense. What do you see? What do you what do you predict? In what way? Well, I mean, taking a look at what you know, the squad that it is now, you, you know who the starters are going to be pretty much. Um, and we, we have injuries 
at the receiver position? How do you think the offense will start out? And I know we have to go through a lot more training camp sessions. You've got the, the preseason games to go through. But you get a pretty good idea of what's going on with this offense. Do you agree that the offensive line seems to be a whole level better than it was last year, even though it's kind of difficult? They, they, they are pretty physical when they have the pads on. So we are oh, yeah, seeing, no. you know, pass protection has been pretty good. Yeah, they've been solid in pass protection. Uh, their run blocking hasn't been as good as I'd like to see, although I'm not, you know, again, it's it, it, in training camp it's always tough because you can't, if you're not in a vacuum, you're always looking at the other side. And, you know, with the with the three defensive linemen, with D.J. Hill, Lawrence, and, and um, Tomlinson, that's a tough run-stopping group right there. So I'm not sure if the, the fact that they don't seem to be opening up big holes on the running game is a, is a condemnation of the offensive line as it is the defensive line uh, a positive. And, but you're right. They, they, they're solid. They, it's, it seems like a, just a very solid, cohesive group with the offensive line, especially in pass blocking. You know, Eli has not had a lot of clutter in the pocket. He's had a very clean pocket to work out of. And what about when the second string is in? How does that second string look in pass protection to you? Uh, not nearly as well. Daniel Jones has had a lot more pressure, a lot more, you know, clutter if they work around than, than Eli. Uh, you know, they're, they, the def- second string defensive line seems to be dominating, or second string defense is dominating the second string offensive line. So it seems to be more depth on, on the defensive line uh, as opposed to the depth on the offensive line. And I will say one thing about Daniel Jones is that he is tough in the pocket. He hangs tough in the pocket. And I think it was Sunday was the first day we actually saw some rollouts with him, and we have seen a couple of run-pass options. But he's never taken off to run. So it's it's not like what some of these other uh, mobile quarterbacks are doing in their training camps. He's in there to learn the offense and hang tough as a quarterback, and they haven't instilled any place for him to run the ball. So, so far, I'm pretty impressed with Daniel Jones, as you can see. So this kind of segues right into the defensive line. So let's let's take a look at who those starters are on the defensive line. And we have B.J. Hill, we have Dexter Lawrence, and we have Dalvin Tomlinson. And and that, to me, that seems – right now the Giants are, are employing – a 3-4 defense, which you have three defensive linemen, one defensive tackle, two defense, two defensive ends, and then two linebackers as edge rushers. So let's just stick with the defensive line. Those three players, what do you think of those three players, Rich? They all have looked excellent. I mean, you know, I, I really think that the Giants have some outstanding um, guards with Hernandez and Zeitler. And that's probably hidden a little bit of the Dexter Lawrence and B.J. Hill, just how good those two are going to be when they start facing most of guards. So I think that, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson's been all right, and, and Dexter Lawrence is, is really a, a beast out there. He looks very difficult to block. Even Hernandez struggles to, to take him on one-on-one. Having and a little trouble with the phone, Rich. Maybe you can move a little I said closer. even – even, uh, even um, Hernandez has trouble trying to block Dexter Lawrence one on one. Yeah, this guy's a beast. <laughs> he's he's strong. He's fast. He's he's big. I can't believe how he moves for a man that size. Right now, they haven't been using him 
in that in that one tech or that or that nose tackle position. It's it's been Tomlinson, and they've been moving around Dexter Lawrence. But those three guys, they're solid. And then um, who's rotating in? You have uh, R.J. McIntosh, who's been who's been rotating in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, and that's Olson Pierre. Olson Pierre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris Slayton has an injury, right? No, 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 he doesn't. No, the other Slayton has the yeah, injury. Yeah, the other Slayton has the injury. John Jenkins, we've seen a little bit. You have John Jenkins and you have Alex Jenkins. And you have Chris, you have Chris Slayton. You know, he's been in there as well. Yeah. So how many defensive linemen do you think they're going to keep? Four probably, right? So right now you have three. Um, I think six. I think they'll have to keep six. You do. You want to have a rotation to keep them fresh. What about five? I don't know if they're going to keep six because you now you have the the um, linebacker position. So right now we have edge rushers. Um, well, maybe a little like you were saying with the running backs and tight ends. I think the defensive line and the edge rushers kind of be related when they start doing numbers. Okay, so so let's look at inside linebackers right now. So the inside linebackers, their responsibility is to uh, is is to fill the gaps in in run protection, and they also will go out in in pass protection. So you have um, Alec Ogletree, right, and yes. B.J. Goodson, Tay Davis, and the rookie Ryan Connolly. Those are the four guys that I've seen a lot of. Um, you have Jonathan Anderson and McLaurin and Stuper. I, I, I just, I just see those four guys as the four guys that that are the key. What do you, what do you see? What do you see from any of the others? Well, it's interesting. I see those four same four guys, but Nate Stupar was one of their aces on special teams. So it will be interesting to see how they, you know, how they handle losing one of their their top special teams players in Stupar. So they might keep five players on the inside linebacker position. Then the outside linebacker position, you have Lorenzo Carter, who to me, I think he's going to have a breakout year. Marcus Golden, who the Giants picked up this offseason. So those two guys are the key. Rotating with Kareem Martin as an outside, Avery Moss, and then you got the X-Man, uh, Zimenez. So there's a lot of talent on the outside linebacker position, right? I see five guys that are, you know, I see four guys that definitely could make, you know, should make the roster in Carter, Martin, Golden, and Zimenez. And, but Avery Moss has looked pretty good and, and you know, at least put him in the effort. He has some talent, so I wouldn't sleep on him either. Oh, no, I wouldn't. So, you know what? It, it seemed like. Um, uh, who do you think is the stronger position, the inside linebackers, the outside linebackers? I think there's more talent on the outside linebackers. But I, I agree. I mean, it would be interesting to see, you know, how they how they work out because there, there's a lot of talent there, and you know, do they rob from the no, you know, the defensive line to give them a little more outside, you know, more linebackers, or where would they swipe players, or maybe take a you know one less safety and, and count on someone like a Julian Love to play safety and corner. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, the training camp, you know, the preseason games are going to be critical because so it's kind of tricky to fully gauge a linebacker until they can tackle. So 
now let's take a look at the cornerback position. So here's a position where we have a couple of veterans and we have a lot of rookies who were drafted this year. So let me run down the lineup here. This guy is going to definitely be a starter, DeAndre Baker. He's been starting. He seems to be a press corner. They've been using him a lot in press coverage. We have Corey Ballantyne, who was also a draft pick. He's gotten a lot of snaps. Unfortunately, Sam Beal, second year where he's had some injuries. He was drafted in the supplemental draft last year, and, uh, and he spent the season on IR. Grant Haley. Grant Haley was, was instrumental in last year's defense, and he's got experience as a, as a slot corner, but they've also moved him to the outside. Antonio Hamilton was with the team last year, um, and he's done well in camp. Then you've got Janoris Jenkins, who is the seasoned veteran and the leader of that, of that group, um, and he's definitely the number two starter. And then Julian Love, who we've seen moved around a little bit, um, and, and this segues also into the safety position, but we're seeing um, some movement back and forth between the corners in the safety position. So what do you think of this group? Who do you think are the, are the three outstanding starters out of this group? I would say right now, based on early camp, it's going to be DeAndre Baker, Janoris Jenkins, and Grant Haley. I agree. Uh, but I'll tell you... Um, Corey Ballantyne, he you know he started out I guess because of his injury in, in early spring was was you know started out a little slow but he's coming on he's got some real talent and you know he came from a smaller program but he's catching up fast so I wouldn't sleep on Corey Ballantyne either. You know he also had some difficulty the first day he he was called he was flagged a couple of times for holding and I think a lot of these guys are learning that you can't do some of the things that you did in college at this level, especially this year where they're, where they're looking at holding and they're, and they're trying to tighten that up. Um, we can't evaluate Sam Beal. You know, there was, you know, I had a lot of enthusiasm about Sam Beal. Um, Julian Love, haven't seen a lot as much as I'd like to of him, but we've seen a lot of Antonio Hamilton on the field too, right? So he's been, yes. moved, he's been moved around. Now, what we're also seeing is we're seeing a lot of blitz packages, uh, on, uh, when they do the 11-on-11 drills, we've been seeing a lot of blitzes coming in from the inside linebacker position, from the safety, and from the cornerback position. Did you see that also? Was that very, very blitz-heavy and attacking defense? Yes, although some of that, uh, you know, Shermer kind of talked about it today. Some of that's by design. You know, they 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 making blitz. Uh, each each day they're having a blitz session just to get these quarterbacks used to dealing with the blitz. So it's for both sides. It's 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 to prepare the quarterback and not just the quarterback but the offensive line too because somebody's got to pick up whether it's the running back or the fullback or or sometimes you know you somebody's got to be picking up that blitzer. So it's communication on the offensive line too, right? Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's kind of funny, you know, five, ten years ago, you didn't see that much at blitzing at training camp and even in preseason games, but now it's, it's become the norm. That's a real good point. So let's get over to the safety position. So who do you like at safety? you got Jabil Peppers and Antoine Bethea. Those are your two starters. Anybody absolutely. else that, that stands out there that, you know, that we're probably going to keep four safeties? Who else do you like? Sean you know, Michael Thomas, I think he's going to be a, a shoo-in because, I mean, you can't go to the Pro Bowl as a special teamer and not 
not continue to make the team. And he, yep. he plays well at, at safety. Okay. And who else? You like Sean, well, Sean Chandler? Sean Chandler, although Julian Love's been playing at safety a lot. Julian Love has been playing at safety. So in order to keep all these guys, I don't think any of these guys, unless they have injuries, they're not winding up on the practice squad. They have they have a bunch of young corners that be, sometime at some point this year, they're going to get it. If it's not this year, you know, definitely by the end of the year or next year, they have a young group of, of corners and safeties too. I mean, Jabril Peppers, he's, he's a crowd pleaser. He's got a big fan following uh, for somebody who just came in. And he, he looks like somebody who's, who's been doing a lot of the blitzing too and, uh, and in run support as a strong safety. So pretty exciting there. Looks like the defense is going to, you know, we, we figured it's going to start out slow and get stronger as the year progresses, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, they, yeah, they're, they're secondary. They're, they're secondary safety corner. They're very deep and, you know, knock on wood, barring injuries, that should be, the, really could be the strength of the unit. And, you know, as we just discussed, even the linebackers, I mean, we kind of, you know, there was a lot of talk early on, there's not depth at linebacker. I've seen plenty of depth at linebacker. I think that's, a, you know, as we said, it's going to be hard to figure out who gets cut. So you're pretty optimistic with this defense, right? Yeah, I, I mean, they're gonna, there's going to be growing pains, but I think by the halfway point, this could be a pretty um, pretty strong defense. Okay, so now what do we have left? We have Did I miss anything before we get into special teams? No, right? I think nope. I did it all right. Okay, so we have the punter and Riley Dixon, and then Ryan Anderson is a lefty punter. Um, he's somebody that when he kicks – the ball spins in the opposite direction, and it's kind of the way that it's spinning. It's moving these kick returners and punt, these punt returners towards towards the left side if, if they're left as they're you know trying to pick up this ball. But I see Riley Dixon as sticking. I don't I don't see Ryan Anderson as as somebody that would beat him out. Would you agree? I agree. I mean, you know, the funny thing is the, the youngster from Rutgers, he is, he's got a cannon for a leg. I mean, he just booms them like nobody's business. Can't hear you, Rich. I said, Ryan Anderson booms those punts. They are far and they're deep and they're high and they're good hang time. But, you know, the difference is, is that most NFL punters want to get it between the hash mark and the, and the, end, and the, and the sideline. They don't like to put it out in the middle of the field because it allows too, you know, too much options for the returner. And that's the difference between Riley Dixon and, and, and Ryan Anderson. Anderson will boom the, the crap out of the ball, but Dixon will consistently put it between the hash and the sideline. Which is most important. Yes. And then we have the kicker, and he has no competition, and that's Aldrich Rosas. And uh, yeah, he was he was the league's best kicker last year, or one of the best kickers. So... That's it. Um, any, any well, final I guess thoughts? we could talk. You know, if you wanted to just go over, there seems to be some real concerns, and, and a little scary is right now who's going to be the punt and kick returners. Oh, that's true. You got Jabril Peppers, and who's the second? Who's the second punt returner out there? That was Golden Tate. Yep, and Golden Tate may miss four games. So who would that? Who would that player be? We haven't seen who that third player is going to be. Now, was it, would it be Wayne Gallman? Would it be, who do you think? 
I don't know. I, I can't even that's, answer that that's question. That's a challenge, Ed, and, and, I, and I'm not a big fan of the punt returner being one of your key starters. So Neither I am mean, I. So, like, you have two key starters. You know, you got your Bill Preppers, who in theory could be one of our best defensive players at returning, or you could have one of your, once he returns, you have one of your, your best, potentially your best wide receiver returning punts. So I'm not sure what they're, you know, they don't seem to be tipping a hand or having a, maybe they not have a plan, or maybe they're planning on grabbing someone from, uh, you know, as, as roster cuts come down. But right now, you know, I'm not as worried about kickers because they're not that important anymore with the touchbacks, but I'm pretty concerned about who's going to be returning punts. And I, I, I have that same concern, and I'm also concerned about the receiving core. Um, I would have liked for them to pick up another veteran out there, and um, and they they did pick up somebody, but not not, not enough high profile. I, I don't know what's going to happen as far as injuries this year. At that position, but we're going into um, the season. Looks like we're going in a little weak. And it's when you have a rookie in, in Slayton who doesn't get any snaps. To me, he's pretty much lost for the season. So I, I don't know. You know, it's going to take him a while to get up to speed with the rest of the group. Do you have any final thoughts, Rich? Uh, well, like you said, I, I think that, you know, Slayton's injury, I just wanted to add that, you know, I haven't seen it firsthand, but a lot of people who've been watching him as he's gone around the practice field doesn't, you know, while they're reporting that he should be back shortly, those who have watched that they have not seen him do any kind of exercises off to the side that would indicate he's near ready. And they, I, I universally hear people say he's described that he's walking gingerly, so... As you said, I'm not sure Darius Slayton it will be much, you know, what what they're going to do with him and, and whether he will be able to contribute, especially early. And when you have a hamstring injury, sometimes it, it leads to something else, sometimes a calf injury. Um, sometimes, you know, it, it, it you have muscle atrophy. So it, it could be a chronic thing all season. Or you can re-injure it, as we saw with OBJ. Right, right. All right, so that's all I have. You have anything else, Rich? No, that's it. All right, so that's a wrap. You can follow the Big Blue Huddle on Twitter um, or Facebook. You can join in on the football forum discussions at GiantsFans.net. That's plural, GiantsFans.net. On behalf of Rich and I, we thank you for listening into our podcast. Go Giants!